0: What up, everyone? I am Gidget, and I'm here with... I'm Tisha. We're here to talk about things, because that's what we do on GNT with GNT. and um, We are drinking our London mojito. We got a little nod to the royal wedding. Granted, I don't actually give any fucks about Less the fact there's a royal chance. wedding. What I care about, though, Meghan Markle's off the market, and I'm heartbroken. She
1: really is. She's,
0: oh, yeah, mm, does all the things for me.
1: we're gonna be talking about some shit white people do we're gonna be talking about some crazy shit that happened in boston this week all of the feels with this is is us us. as always we're gonna check in with each other uh and we're gonna be talking about your squad goals welcome back y'all say how about you try a refreshing gin and tonic today this is
0: GMT with Gidget and Tish. So this week we've got some shit that white people do, and Tish found this one, so I'm going to let Tish talk about this shit that white people do. Shit white people do.
1: Look at you, white folks. I was on the Twitters and the interwebs and I found gold chicken wings. Now, not gold flaked chicken wings where you're just rich as shit and you have pieces of gold on your chicken wings. No, 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 no. They took a chicken wing that had no seasoning on it and no paprika and how, how do you make chicken wings without paprika i don't know okay they had no seasonings on them whatsoever and they dipped it in liquid gold i don't understand not only is that a waste of a good chicken wing it's a waste of good gold wait and then she the bit f- into it and it was pink in the middle Mm. Ooh. and then Ooh. they had a bun and Ew. they dipped it in
0: gold and I was like this is because I mean you know there's like look it's the world's most expensive ice cream sundae and it's got gold flakes on it and it's like, no, like this was three thousand
1: not- dollars and no. the world's most expensive hot dog has gold mm. flake on it too not gold flake which means you probably already seasoned the meat or the thing that yeah, you're eating yeah it's like a thing and it's got all sorts of things and then it's like it's liquid gold and we're just gonna dip it and liquid gold now eat it and she- I was like this is not who I don't understand. Of this. You know what you could use instead of?
0: Garlic. Gold? Garlic. Garlic. Salt. Mm, garlic. Paprika. Barbecue
1: sauce. Some adobo. Honey and soy. Salt. Mm. Lemon pepper. Now I'm hungry. Damn it. I'm super hungry. Uh, lemon pepper. There's so many things you could have used. But, but also, you use gold? It's a waste of good gold. I would prefer to have my
0: gold in my ears, on my finger, around my neck, anywhere. But not on a way in my in my belly in the toilet because that's where it ends up right you're gonna oh, shit yeah, gold yeah you're gonna shit
1: gold cool cool first of all that's supposed to be a painful as fuck shit I,
0: yeah I don't really understand how this all works like the edible like gold thing is weird to me because they're all like oh it's twenty four karat gold like there's a thing called heavy metal poisoning. Plus the whole part where, like, that passing through my digestive tract, like Goldschlager. Ugh. Ugh. No. Stop, stop having
1: it. flashbacks to college. Ah. Stop it. Stop ah. it. Stop it. <laughs> All right. Moving on from that. Okay. Yeah. So. so stop flavoring your food with metals and try the seasoning aisle. McCormick's, maybe. So Mrs. Dash. Ooh, Mrs. Dash has got some tasty ones. Why don't you try the some kind of that got a garlic herb one. Mm, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. McCormick's. I like that one. So try that instead of gold. Thank you so (laughs) so this week we are introducing a new segment called this week in boston as you know we are based in boston and every once in a while boston is just completely ridiculous and i have to give credit for this one to my friend who shall remain
0: remain unnamed i can speak But she currently lives with me, so we'll go with that. Um, She sent me this this afternoon, and I'm in love with this guy. I'm just saying, if you can hang like that, you can do anything you want to me. Dude is hanging upside down from one of the handrails that's up overhead on the orange line by his legs, dressed as Spider-Man. Dressed as Spider-Man, riding the T, just chilling. He's like chilling, flipping through his phone. There's a video that goes with it. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna be on my Twitter. Um, I'll probably actually tweet it. You know, while we're recording, which means it'll be a few days behind on my Twitter when we finally post this episode. So have fun with that. You can go check out my Twitter and find it. Oh, but hey, I have my Twitter now. So that's another thing we had to remember to say here, because we know that I don't really do the Twitter at thing all. at all. Because for real, I think I have like seven followers. So, Thanks so- to whoever the new person who followed me last week was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're cool. Um, but for real, you guys have to find me. It's Psyche Tempest. That's P-S-8 wait
1: p-s-y-c-h-e-t-e-m-p-e-s-t psyche tempest also if you look in the notes of the gnt pod oh, on the yeah, profile, yeah we listed. did that i added that um, you can <laughs> also follow me on twitter at i don't do nature yours is um, way easier <laughs> yeah because it's true um you can also just follow the podcast we'll also post it there but for real this dude is just straight up not straining no like doing crunches he's just hanging on the rail by, by his legs, legs upside playing down. on
0: his phone upside, U- down, upside down flipping through his phone like reading some shit scrolling scrolling along and like for real though if you can hang by your legs like that like what
1: what do you want to do to me please it's also just ridiculous because what you could no we're not no dressed as spider okay okay dressed as spider-man
0: oh yeah, yeah. it's excellent excellent because this
1: is boston it's this is boston Yep. Yeah. Also, for those of you looking forward to this, is Boston. The Pride Parade is coming, and Big Frida is the headliner. Hey! <laughs> so I will be there if anyone in the Boston area would like to come and dance around at Pride to Big Frida with me think, and twerk their life away. I think we should take my kid this year. Oh I, what, Is I your kid going to be upset point. with me twerking? Because I'm no, going he'll be fine. to twerk the entire time. Cool.
0: No, but I think I think I think he's ready. I think he's ready to go. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, he's going to get there and be like, the fuck. No, he definitely is. but, But, I mean, you know, I... I have a lot of friends of various persuasions and he's known a lot of my friends of various persuasions for a long time. And... By
1: persuasions, you mean sexualities? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, sexualities, kinks, everything that sort of celebrated. Some gender brunch. fluid folks some too. Gender so fluid. a little bit of everything. When, so I, a when lot I say of...
0: persuasions, I kind of mean like across right. gender, sexuality, kind of all of it. Okay.
1: Um, yeah. No, he's,
0: he's had some exposure to, to a lot of things. Um, so
1: like nothing should be like oh my god that's a thing but at the same time like, like pride's out there. Pride, pride, especially pride in Boston because it's gonna be warm so there's about to be cleavage down to the floor and like no one's gonna have a shirt on whether they're male, female or in between. I mean he's 15 though Yeah know? like alright so it's, it's going to be fun but I will be twerking to Big Frida so there's that. um We will be there, we will be posting pictures on our Twitter so let us know if you just want someone to go with um and we'll meet up so this week we're also trying a new segment because this will be a recurring segment whereas this week in boston will be a a segment as shit happens in boston but this new segment is called forever alone
0: yeah forever alone is the story of my life Um, Uh, and mine for real (laughs) real. no things that you know i had a kid at 19 shit happens um but Forever Alone is going to be dedicated to many, many, many dating BS scenarios that happen in our lives.
1: Between the two of us.
0: So we're going to start with, I'm going to tell a little story about this gentleman that I talked to recently. Um, I'm going to spare you the back and forth reading of all of the things that (laughs) Tish got earlier, but it is utterly hilarious. And it's possible that eventually I will decide to recreate it on my Twitter. Like there might end up being some screenshots, but Gist of it is, I started talking to this guy a few weeks ago, had relatively normal conversations about, you know, kind of some of the basic things we were into, work, that kind of stuff, the like usual chit chat. But at the time, I was also incredibly busy at work, I was getting ready to change roles and was just like underwater trying to get everything squared away. And, you know, kind of wrapped up our initial conversation with, you know, if you'd like to get together at some point, we can figure that out. But like, right now I'm busy as fuck. And then we kind of fell off for a couple weeks and had like a high. How's it going here and there over the last few weeks? Then yesterday we start talking again. Um, I, well, I guess it was the night before we started talking and I a couple times in the early conversation, he's like, should we exchange pictures? And I'm like. Dude, we're on Bumble. There's pictures. I'm not really sure. Like, duh, I know what you're saying, but not really trying to go there. Try to kind of push that off and redirect. So we start having this conversation, though. Um, and I'm like, oh, so, you know, how's work going this week? And he says to me that he is on bereavement because his dad died. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Like that's I, like I kind of didn't know what to say because how do I keep like joking about meeting up and like it's hard to be flirty when someone's like my dad died. Um, so I'm just like I'm sorry. And he says, "Thank you," which is a normal reaction to that. Like yeah. that's, you yeah. know. Then like a few seconds later, he's like, "We can talk." Okay, yeah, we can or no, we can text is what he says. We can text. I'm glad that you unilaterally decided that, but okay, I'm just going to not answer immediately because I'm actually trying to work. He sends me his phone number and then he says, that's too forward. And then he says, he's sorry. I'm like, This is
1: all within like 10 seconds of each other. Yeah.
0: They're like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, sorry, I'm not answering so fast. Like I'm busy. I'm kind of working. Proceed to have a little more conversation. He says that he really wants to... Did he say do freaky things with me or kinky things or no. something? He said he wanted to, want to send me a he picture. Wanted to, he's like, is send it wrong? I want to send picture. you a
1: naughty picture.
0: And I'm just like, yeah, that's not okay. We've never met. So I have been doing the online dating thing forever and honestly, like 90% of men very quickly say something that is at least borderline inappropriate. And I redirect and tell you it's not okay. And you have a choice. You continue and I'm done with the conversation or you have an opp, You get one chance. Um, Because honestly, if I just nixed every guy who ever said anything cheeky to me, I'd never, ever, ever go out with anyone. So all right your dad just died, that's a little awkward. And I'm gonna try and give you the benefit of the doubt though. So I try to like redirect, I'm like, this isn't okay. So I say that I think maybe we're not on the same page. And he's like, no, 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 we are. I'm like, cause it seems like you just wanna hook up. No, I'm really into you.
1: I'm like, okay, well, why do you think we'd be so good? Um, Time out. At this one, you can point to, well, we have these things in common. I'd like to do X, Y, and Z activity with you. Like, let's go mini-golfing. Or be like, I actually don't know that much about you. Let's plan a time to go bowling. And, like, let's redirect to a date. Did that happen, Gidget? No.
0: He proceeds (laughs) to tell me that we would fit well together, that he is tall and handsome and I am beautiful. Thank you very much. I know I am. But what does that have to do with why we would be a good couple? And I tried to redirect again, and I I asked him what things he thought we had in common or something like that, and he didn't answer the question. He said we were both attractive and both smart or something along those lines, and I was like, okay, and then he says he would make me happy, (sighs) and I stepped in it. I knew it was coming, and I stepped in it anyway, and I was like, I feel like you don't really even know me. Why do you think you would make me happy? And he says, well, I got to be honest, I got a great penis.
1: And And he's like, I feel
0: like it wouldn't be honest if I didn't say so. And then he was like, I just ruined it, didn't I?
1: Yes. Yes, you did. I was
0: polite. I said, yes, I think you did. I told you that this is not what I'm looking for. Like, sex is not the priority in a relationship for me. If I want good sex, I've got that from a few options. I, I, you know, like. That's that's not hard to find. It's not hard to find a good lay. I know several of them. I see several of them. But that's not my primary thing. And if that's the thing you're looking for first in a relationship, yeah, this is not the relationship for you. I am not the relationship for you. So I tell him this in a more concise manner. And he says, well said. Well said. Yes, it was well said. Thank you very much. I communicate
1: beautifully. <laughs> And you're like, well, oh, fuck this. And I will be forever alone. Um, And this weekend, my forever alone. So a couple weeks ago, I started talking to this girl and it was just totally on off chance. We were on Tinder. And all of a sudden, like true lesbians, we go on like four dates in four days and we're talking about like, again, true lesbians. You know, here's who would carry the children if we had children. Here's the type of house we want to buy in the future. And here's what I like in bed. And here's what you like in bed. But also, like, here's where we would spend Christmas. And here's how many babies ch- we want. Oh, God. We had the. We were di- what would we we're, name them what would we name them who, we're different religions so we're like oh would any of us change religions or would we have like an interfaith marriage and where like who would carry the children like true lesbian shit we're going like to mile 10 within two minutes of meeting each other now we're just gonna pause and say
0: stereotypes exist for a reason some of them are exist because they are often true some do
1: not we are not stereotyping everyone teach whatever <laughs> i'm just, hey you know it's a thing for a reason you know the joke what does a lesbian bring on the second date you all, uh, you all? yeah so <laughs> i was like so we're going like full steam ahead we did all this like emotional labor and then we start getting physical and she just sort of is like jk nah and so i was like oh well fuck because now i'm like she was very invested we I all was were very, very, invested. She was very excited for and people it's, i was yeah. very excited i don't get excited about people often at all. Um It's disappointing.
0: This is why when I go on first dates and people are like, How was it? I'm always like, uh, I don't know because if I like think I liked the person and I get excited about it and then yeah. like I get ghosted and it's just right. it sucks.
1: And we had gone on like three years, like we up to the date like four or five yeah. at this point. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, okay, well that's sad. And now I'm in my feelings. But I don't get in my feelings. Like I'm an attorney. I don't do emotions. And so I was more pissed that I was like, This bitch got me in my emotions fuck and so what I did realize dear listeners is through all of this experience I cannot hoe you cannot hoe you which is
0: unfortunate our... because
1: safety hoe I we can had, hoe. we had a whole episode about hoe season and safety hoe and getting I'm good it at in hoe season and I cannot hoe like by I... the way
0: when you check out my twitter there's a hilarious post about labia yeah, yeah. and the two great yeah. type of
1: labias it is actually quite with our funny. safety funny you're gonna um, enjoy it But it's I was like I can't hoe. So this is another reason why I will be forever alone.
0: This week in all the feelings.
1: So this week in all of the feels, we're talking about this is us for those of you who are new listeners. Gidget and I are probably the only two people in the continental United States. My roomie hasn't either.
0: Oh, we found a third. There's a third one of There's us. There's a third one of
1: us who has never seen This Is Us. So we are slowly but surely re-watching them. And I may have gotten sucked in in my emotional state this week and binge watched like five episodes at once. Unacceptable. So
0: we've been doing an episode at a time we actually wanted to do two. So this is the first week that we managed to both get through at least two so we could do two. Um, but I'm a little mad at Tish cause she got way ahead and I was like, bitch, slow your roll down. <laughs> cause I, I, like, I told her she had to go rewatch the two that we need to talk about. So the two we're talking about though are episodes four and five.
1: Yes. So episode four is about the pool. Um, it's a flashback to when the, the siblings are kids, it's hot as fuck. So they go to the pool. Um, and they are All the feels about poor Kate in that bikini. And she was in this, so Kate's in this cute little Care Bears, I think. Yes, it was Care Bears. Care Bears bikini. She was eight. Care Bears were big. Apparently her friends were not only too cool for Care Bears, but too cool for Kate. So Kate's, she's like, she's an eight year old. So she's tall. She's chubby. She's in this bikini. She's all the chubby. She's all the chubby. But it wasn't like horrible. You're like, oh, she's a chubby little girl. Mm. But the little girls at the pool were cruel to her um and then there was (laughs) there was randall and his so no i
0: gotta i gotta i gotta intro this part so it starts out and the parents are there putting sunscreen on all the kids and putting sunscreen on randall and like send the kids off and are having this conversation between them that they don't know if he actually needs sunscreen mind you white parents raising black kid in the 70, late 70s yeah. yeah we're still well early 80s by early that 80s. point yeah it's early, i think it's probably early 80s by that point but still like so that's it's i mean it's still half the time not a thing but like so these white parents are legit having this conversation about whether or not you need sunscreen i'm laughing as hard as i am about this because of tish
1: Be- <laughs> see what had happened was right i <laughs> went to texas with some friends and we went to galveston beach and we were drunk as fuck on the beach and I, like the white parents, didn't th- thought basically if you got enough melanin, you don't need sunscreen. So. In her defense, she d- grew up in
0: Connecticut and had never really done all day outside. In the yep. She doesn't do nature. Remember that. She doesn't do nature and she grew up in Connecticut. Yep. Texas sun, like the further south you go, the more intense the sun is. So like, I, you know. You, you hadn't been exposed to that level of sun before. Yeah.
1: So I'm drunk on the beach all day <laughs> and we'd been drinking for like four days straight. So when I finally get back to Boston, I was like, Oh, I was so puffy because I was drunk, but now I'm sober and my face hurts. And I called my mom and I was like, what do I do for a sunburn? Cause I like, I think it's a sunburn. And my mother who is also very melanated, was like put
0: some Vaseline on it. Oh, oh so God! Which by the way just hurts me thinking about it as <laughs> the person who burns. If I look at the sun cross-eyed, um, yeah. Don't ever, ever, ever put Vaseline on a burn or butter. By the way, that's a wives' tale. Like if you burn yourself, that's like a heat burn. Thing, my no, puts butter no, on. <laughs> do not. What you're doing is literally Vaseline butter. They create this oily layer and they seal the heat in. So basically, when you butter your skin, if like you burn yourself on the oven or something, you butter it. You are sealing in the heat and cooking yourself cooking yourself okay so i
1: didn't know that and then i put the vaseline on and it was worse and i had to go to the doctor and they had to give me like a back citration wash because it wouldn't oh, fucking come off and it was oh. burning and it was a thing and i had to call gidget and be like what do i put on my face for a sunburn it hurts and this is back in the day when she and i still worked together so
0: i got to laugh at her for like a week straight at work
1: on my face every three hours oh my
0: god and you were the girl on the t so this <laughs> one this one rides the tea to work. She comes in one day, and I had told her to get the blue aloe vera gel with lidocaine in it to keep it in her fridge because that's the best shit. Keep the lidocaine gel in the fridge. She had sprayed it on, riding the tea into work. Everybody's looking at her. She thinks she looks hot because people are looking at her. Yeah, no, she hadn't rubbed that shit in. Her face was blue. Just saying. I look like a She Shows up, and crack. I'm like, what, what's on your face? Like, yeah, yeah, her face was blue. Um, But that's why I laughed so hard when they got to the sunscreen thing. I was like, oh, my God, they don't know if he needs sunscreen.
1: (laughs) It's a thing. Like, especially if your parents also grew up in New England and you don't really go anywhere. Why would you need sunscreen? White people need sunscreen because you're fair-skinned. I'm not fair-skinned. Therefore, I'm fine. Yeah, not if you're going to spend the entire day
0: on When we go to Cancun, you're taking sunscreen. And I'm taking a lot of sunscreen. Yeah. So um, that was like... (laughs) Utterly hilarious moment for me, but this episode got a lot better on the race point right. in a lot of ways, too. Yeah, it
1: definitely did. So um, so they go to the pool and the middle son is very upset because he's starting to really feel like he's not being heard by the parents. There are two parents, there are three kids. So Kate has her fat issues, Randall's black, so we're trying to make sure that he doesn't feel... Super left out, or as Kevin says, make sure Randall doesn't feel like he's adopted. Make sure he so doesn't feel too
0: adopted. Doesn't yeah. feel
1: too adopted. So <sighs> he's the one who's swimming in the pool and he's going in the deep end. Look at me, look at me, look at me. And Dad's he's not looking. Kind of how Kevin is now, still. He that's definitely how he is now. But Dad's not looking because Kate's being made fun of by the other girls, and Mom's not looking because her son has because Randall has run off and they can't find him because he's at the other end of the pool with all the black kids.
0: So, yeah, Kevin's Kevin's drama. He tries to follow his little football into the deep end, feels like he's drowning, kind of has a panic moment, comes back out, yells at his parents and basically tells them they're terrible because he almost died and they weren't paying attention. But Randall's story and This Is Better, Um, Randall goes to play at the end of the pool with um, a little group of other black kids and mom freaks out because she can't find him finally figures out where he is and is angry at him because he's way over on the other side of the pool. But um, when she gets over there, she says, you know, to one of the other moms, this is my son. Thank you for watching him. Um, But in this sort of like she's angry, she's got this attitude going on way. And other moms like, oh, yeah, we know who you are because you haven't introduced yourself to any of us.
1: Right. And so it it seems like at this point, she was like, when other parents adopt their kids or get their kids, they come and introduce them to us or introduce themselves to us, making it seem like there's a few inter-based adoptions. I don't
0: know that it was even that so much as your kid's black and wants to play with the other black kids and yet you haven't made any effort to make him like, you know, to come and see him the black kids. Why, 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 the don't black you come, why have you stayed away from us? Right. Why have you stayed away from us? Like I don't even think it was about like there being any other interracial adoption. Cause I honestly really don't think given the time frame, that
1: maybe there weren't, you
0: know, that's the, but you're supposed to get this like, yeah, your kid's black. So why the hell aren't you giving him a chance to talk to us?
1: right and then you also see this little notebook that randall has that he's making marks in and you don't quite understand it which you won't get to the next episode um
0: yeah, but with with the encounter with the mom, at first, it's very hostile. And one of the things that the black mother says to Mandy Moore is, by the way, you need to find someone who knows how to cut the poor kid's hair. We had seen he was itching at the back of his neck, and his mom's like, oh, you got a rash. She was like, he's got razor burn. Find someone who can do it. And Mandy Moore kind of storms off with Randall, and she's all huffy, and she's, like, having her mood. And eventually, she checks herself, like – they get in the fight with Kevin. She figures out that poor Kate's getting picked on, but the other kids and that Randall's just not happy and wants to play with kids who look like him. Right. And she checks herself and goes back over to the other mom and is like, can you give me the name of a barber? And the mom's like, yeah, I can do that.
1: And she's like, like hey, would it be OK if my kid play with yours sometime? And she was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, and the the stuff with Kate was really heartbreaking. So Kate's wearing this new bikini and she's so happy and loves the new bikini. And she goes over to the other girls at some point and is like, hey, let's play this or that or something. And they give her a folded up napkin and it says, we don't want to play with you anymore. And, and it on, has a little pig drawn on it. And on the napkin is a little pig and it says, you shouldn't, it says something like, you shouldn't wear that or we don't want to. You embarrass like, us. You embarrass us. We don't want
0: to play with you anymore. You embarrass us.
1: And she just cries because and sits to the side because her mom had tried to make her wear a t-shirt and she had refused um because she was happy in her bikini she was living her best life it was care bears i get it right and so then later on the dad gives her his t-shirt and says like you know you don't need to be embarrassed but it's the beginning of not just the mom sort of picking on her but her starting to realize that her weight is going to be an issue for everyone else not just within the family and it's sad because you know yeah she's eight
0: years old and and at one point you know the the parents are like yeah no they're just eight-year-old kids nobody's gonna give her a hard time it'll be fine no little kids are cruel from
1: a very young age and it sucks right um and then kevin gets his stuff and then the the episode ends with them sort of laying on the pool are laying on one of the pool chairs and then the dad trying to talk to the mom she's like shut up i'm on the last page of this book yeah
0: and then we get to episode five because we're going to talk about two today we told you um so episode five we backtrack before mandy and why, why do i not know what her name is because they just call her mom okay before mom and jack see so i you know what his name is yeah jack. like before they get to the point of deciding to have kids um and we discover that um, Mandy Moore starts out not knowing about football and, like, asks to learn about it and turns into a crazy football nut. And through a series of, like, flashbacks with them in the Super Bowl, we learn that Jack really wants to have kids. He sees that as part of their relationship, and she doesn't. Right. Um, not the only kid we're talking about, though, because we also have... Randall, in this episode, right?
1: You see, um, his dad get on the bus and see this cute girl and go sit next to her. And you see their like time jump where they're getting on the bus and he's reading poems and poetry to her and they're reading books together. And then you see them both sort of slowly descend into a drug addiction, yeah. Um, and you see them, you see her pregnant, and you see her have the baby, and you see him decide, like passing the the fire station and being like we can't raise he's holding this baby he's like we can't raise this baby and dropping the baby off at the fire station
0: but in present time we also have randall and his wife Mm -hmm. kevin shows up at their house unannounced
1: yep
0: um starts crashing with them randall's wife in her classic fashion um is like i don't know how to say this gently and he she's like when the fuck are you getting out (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> when are you leaving? Yeah. Um, and he, he talks about he's he because he, he had come to New York. He had come to New York to um try to do theater. And he talks about how lonely his hotel room is. And Randall's like, the fuck we're taking your hotel room tonight. You can have the kids have fun. <laughs>
1: Don't
0: they, it. Don't. they show up at the hotel room, though. And his wife's like, so I'm late. And it's interesting. This surprised me a little bit because they both were like not happy right. about this prospect which you know they seem to be really great parents great with their kids like their kids are their world like maybe you didn't plan on a third but i didn't expect them both to be
1: like this is the fucking worst thing ever i felt it was more like he was saying like i had plans for us and she had plans for them which is like Oh, because their kids are in, like, middle school now. No. Or, or late elementary. No,
0: they're, they're probably, like, I
1: think they're supposed to be, like, maybe six and nine-ish. Maybe. But I think just in time-wise, it was probably so much. So, yeah. like he's dealing with his dad. His yeah, brother's that's like, true. Because they had literally left their home because there was too many people there. And now she's like, JK, maybe popping out another one. They're probably just really yeah. overwhelmed it at just, that moment. They,
0: they seemed remarkably, like, unhappy with this <laughs> yeah. prospect. Yeah. Um, so it sort of goes into this back and forth a whole bunch. We see Kate and her relationship with football. That was a thing she had bonded with her dad with. Um, she's talking about watching the Steelers. Toby wants to ha- watch with her, and she's very much no, no, no. He's like, no, 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 we can do this. So he invites her over, and she decides it's cute, and she goes. And then his friend is there, and she gets pissed and walks out
1: but she gets pissed righteously so if you were a true football fan i want to watch the fucking game he paused the game you don't pause the game so they pause the game to like look up something neither of them really understand toby nor the guy that toby invited really understand the game and she's like they keep trying to talk to kate and she's like "Uh uh-huh yeah no that's cute they start standing in front of the tv and i was like no i understand why she's pissed move bitch So Kate
0: loses her shit and leaves. Eventually, Toby shows up and is like, what the hell was that? And she explains that it's a thing she did with her dad. And at this point, so before we had met, Mandy had showed up with the friend. Yeah. And we've seen the interaction at the beginning of this episode, Mandy and Jack and... What the hell's the friend's name? Now I'm blanking on that one, too. Miguel? Miguel. Yeah, Miguel. Miguel and his, at the time, wife talking about their kids when they were all young um we don't really know what's going on kate says she watches with her dad and toby's like oh that's cool you know i'm glad that's a thing and she's like yeah you want to watch with him and hands toby an urn
1: so this is our first introduction that jack is dead we had had hints about it before
0: we knew he was somehow gone by this point but right. they would never told you know they they've they've never, never said he was dead nobody dead. really said where dad was so it's the first time you learn that he's dead and by the end of this episode, though, we get to Kevin and Kevin's struggling with this fucking theater thing. And his audition was a train wreck. Okay. That was bad. That was so bad. Oh, it was bad. Um, and somehow he gets the part anyway, because they decide the Manny's is going to sell episodes. And he's trying to learn his lines and he's doing a terrible job. And he has this terrible conversation with Randall's girls about dying and dead people. Oh,
1: that was so bad.
0: And in the end
1: of it, he comes in
0: to talk to the girls and he's like, I want to tell you guys a secret because I'm sorry because they're mad at him because it was bad. And he has this painting and it's basically like a splatter of colors. And he says whenever he reads a new script, he paints it and it's a thing he does for himself. But it's basically his emotional reaction And he starts talking about painting it. And not going to lie, I kind of like wrote down half of what he said because like I really, really liked it. Mm -hmm. He talked about how when he first started painting, it was different colors. He was thinking of the different colors and the different lines as different people. But then how our lives layer together. And he talked about how an immigrant comes and he has a son who has a son and that's me. And we're all in the painting all of the time. We're layers. And through this, we're flashing between Mandy and Jack as young adults getting in a fight like about whether or not they're going to have kids. We're seeing flashes of Kate with the urn with Toby and like coming to grips with Toby understanding this is what she does and, and getting on board with it. Flashes of Randall and his wife waiting on the pregnancy test. Flashes of Randall's dad, um, who we know is dying, which was part of the conversation with the kids that went so badly and he's saying you know all these people are here you know my dad even though he's dead um everybody's still here all the layers and we see all these different flashes um Randall's wife not pregnant yep they're super excited but then we see Randall packing the box did you catch that Oh, she's looking at me like she didn't catch that. no, what well, Randall's so they show the not pregnant right, and then they show him standing in a room and he's got a cardboard box on the bed, and he's putting his dad's hat into it, crying
1: oh i did catch that now, yeah that's I a flash I, forward
0: i i rewound
1: and rewatched that okay. chunk because i was like did i just see all of the yeah no yeah. i just saw all of the things and because what kevin basically says is like this is life is looking at the painting with the girls this is life um this thing this wild sloppy no beginning no end it's us um and i guess that's that's this is their life it's wild it's sloppy it's drama filled it's a mess but that's that's us yeah yeah i really episode five i think ended in a really good it like did. a really and then, and then it ended a really good place all the feels all of all, all of the, of damn the feels, feels. <laughs> mixology So now we're gonna talk about our drink. We are drinking a London mojito. A London mojito is a little bit of a twist on a classic mojito. It's a mojito, but made with gin. Because gin is better. Much better.
0: I mean, not gonna lie though, I do like rum and I like mojitos and I definitely have a bottle of Jamaican rum that a couple friends brought me that's gonna happen this summer. My deck has all this mint growing. There will be mojitos with Jamaican rum. But for G&T,
1: we got to get our G in at right. least. <laughs> we we got to try. So this London mojito, Um, it's one lime, one ounce of sweetened lime juice, one ounce of dry gin. We did way more than that. 20 mint leaves, six ounces club soda, five ice cubes. We also did more than that.
0: Um, and I'm going to I'll make sure I share a link to this with you so that, you know, it'll be on Twitter. We'll have a link to the to the place where I found this recipe since
1: it's not a made up one. <laughs> since we didn't make it up this time, we did tweak it a little. a little bit. Um. So slice the lime in half. You cut one half into uh, wedges and drop them in a pint sized mason jar.
0: The mason jar part of this is fun. Drinking out of a mason jar was weird. I ended good. up
1: pouring it into a cup but the making it in the mason jar was fun no that was fun um you squeeze the juice of the other half of the lime into the mason jar you add your 15 mint leaves and simple syrup or sweetened lime juice we tried just simple syrup and I didn't think it was that good. So I added a little bit more of the sweetened lime juice, and I thought that made it a little better.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I went a little light on the sweetener too, though, because I don't always like my drinks as sweet. And oh, I because did. I added more gin and, and it's pretty heavy on the club soda, I think it needs Needed the sweetness. sweetness. So you muddle that, you're going to add your ice cubes. So, they- wait, let me pause on the muddler. Uh, muddling, if you do not have a muddler, which is a little thing that's kind of lumpy on one end that's made for making cocktails, if you don't have one of those, the back of a spoon against the side of the glass works or the um, wrong end of a wooden spoon. The handle of a wooden spoon works pretty well, too. So if you don't have one, don't panic. You can still make muddled drinks. <laughs>
1: yes, Add your ice cubes, add your gin, screw on the lid, shake it. That's the fun part. Uh, The jar will become very cold and frosty. Unscrew the lid, add your club soda, your remaining mint leaves, and drink.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's tasty. I like gin. I like mint. I like lemon. It works. I do think I want to play with it a little more.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I would. I almost wanted to add tonic instead of club soda, but then it's just a gin and tonic with lime and mint. Um... I think I like it better with the sweetened lime juice over this uh, simple syrup.
0: I also feel like the ratio here was a little off, though, because it was only one ounce of gin, one ounce of simple or sweetened lime, and then five or six, what did I say, six ounces of six club ounces soda? Six ounces
1: of club soda. Um,
0: and when I make mojitos, there's a whole lot more rum than club. Like yeah. the soda is kind of a splash on top. So I feel like that's part of what's wrong with this recipe is that the original is made by someone who doesn't drink very much and actually likes club soda. I don't know why you'd like club soda by itself. Yeah, no. So I would say my first tweak would probably be more gin and less soda. Soda. <laughs>
1: Um, and I say sweetened lime juice over simple syrup.
0: And just a little more of it than I did initially. Yeah. Um.
1: But yeah, I mean, it's a pretty tasty drink. It got us where we needed
0: to be. Um, and it looks fun and colorful.
1: Yeah, it's a perfect summer drink. So if it's warm wherever you are, not in Boston. It's a perfect just like sitting on the deck after work, sitting on the porch, sun still out kind of a thing. Sitting
0: in the sun, trying not to get
1: sunburned. Shut up. <laughs> What's on our minds? Um. So, this week we're going to talk about what's on our minds. Um, we were supposed to do a topic on white privilege or privilege in general. We're going to. We're just going not to. Today. Just not today. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a heavier episode and I'm just not emotionally in that place. Yeah. Um, this has been a pretty interesting week for me a very emotional heavy week for me um so I wanted to talk about what's on my mind which is your squad um because you need one and everyone needs a squad and this week my squad really helped me get through a, an emotional time like I said I was really into someone who w- decided they weren't into me which sounds really ridiculous like oh that's such a random thing like it's just rejection but, get but over you, it
0: you feel like you'd really like hit it off really well and to very suddenly, when you didn't feel like things had gone south, have somebody just suddenly be like, "Never mind, I'm not into you romantically." It's hard. It sucks. Right. And, and you haven't really dated in a while. You know, you've you've had a lot of not great dates. Oh, god, so many. Like not this great is the dates. first like good date you've had in a long time. Oh.
1: We're not gonna talk about how long. Well, we won't talk about uh, mine either. But. Very long. And so it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I found someone I click with and I really like, and you know, you start doing the group chat thing where you're like, oh, guys, I met this person and it's great, and the first date wasn't trash, and like, and we've talked about this, 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 and this, and we're and this. going on another date tomorrow and another date tomorrow, and we went here and it was great, and we did this and we did this and it was great, and we're gonna go to this and this. And, and y'all, we've named our babies already. Yeah, we've done all of this stuff, and then to be like, oh, Jk, she dumped me. <laughs> so this week, and it's not just even the dating thing. um My squad is very small. I'm very much a Drake girl. No new friends. um I have a very small squad, but my squad is people that I can call on for anything. Now, I want to define squad. Yeah. So you have acquaint. I have levels. You have acquaintances, friends, and squad. Yeah. Acquaintances are people you know. You have something in common. You work together. You're cordial. You really don't hang out outside of the one thing you have in common. Yeah. You really don't hang out out side of work you may see them every once in a while at a thing maybe but...
0: maybe you went to school together and they're friends with your friends and so you see each other at right. stuff and you hang out when you're together and you get along fine when you're together but you don't go out of your way to make plans with that, that person. person right like the the things you do with that person
1: happen as part of other parts of your life right um then you have friends and these are the people you make plans with They're the people where you're going to be guests at their wedding. They're a little more closer. They may know a couple of personal things about you, but they don't know the real shit. Um, These are people that you call them to help you move. You don't call them. You invite them to birthday parties and celebrations in your life and you
0: have a good time or you just get together and have dinner because you haven't seen seen them in a a while. while. Right. But
1: they're not the people who are going to get drunk and crash on your couch. Right. And they're not the people you're going to lean on when times get tough. And then you got your squad. This is your smaller circle. So each one of these gets smaller and smaller. You have the most acquaintances. You have a l- good number of friends. Your squad is a very limited number. Your squad are the people that like, when shit goes left, they're gonna be there for you. They're the ones that are gonna call you on your shit. They're also gonna be your biggest cheerleaders and pump you up. They're gonna be the people that you lean on as you go through life. These are your lifelong friends. Now it's it's hard to get a squad, It is. It's hard to get a squad.
0: And sometimes it's hard to keep a squad. I have moved all over the place. You know, Tisha's lived in Connecticut and she's lived in Boston, but Connecticut and Boston aren't that far apart. No. I was born in California. I grew up in D.C. I moved around a little bit of the Virginia, D.C., Northern Virginia kind of area on and off from D.C. I went to Florida. After nine years in D.C., eight years in Florida, I decided to move to Boston I went from Florida to Boston. People assume I'm from Florida. It makes me very angry. <laughs> I'm not from Florida. Fuck that shit. But like when you move 1500 miles, it's hard. Yeah. Your your squad,
1: like they, you know, that's hard. Um, and if life transitions happen, so as you graduate school, graduate law school, people have moved, move. You off. go your
0: you go your ways, or or have kids. Sometimes yeah. you know, I, it's it's really hard when you have kids to especially at first, to keep the friends who don't have kids. Um, you become, you know, you, you sort of form your friends with other parents mm-hmm. and keeping the other people becomes very hard, especially when you're talking couples. Right. For me, it was a little different. Uh, you know, I was still the single person. Um, but especially couples, you find like you get married, you have babies and suddenly all of your other friends are married you and having babies. babies and the person who's still single forever, forever alone. <laughs> yeah, that person
1: suddenly is no longer part of your circle. Um, and so you eventually find your squad. Um, Gidget and I found each other at a job um, and we just sort of clicked and we clicked. And we were like, oh, eventually we'll make plans outside of work. And when we made those plans outside of work, we actually kept them Mm -hmm. and then we talked some more and then I came to her house and she came to my house and you start feeling comfortable with that person. And then what makes them squad is something happens. Either someone gets a promotion or that you start cheering each other on. Or shit goes sideways. Or shit goes left and they're the ones that have your back. So you may, I don't know, get drunk at a work function and tell your boss everything's wrong with the company. Oh, that he should put tampons in the the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah, no, that may have happened. Um, and I mean, the, they should, They should. <laughs> and Gidget was the person who was like, they should, but you should stop getting drunk at work. And you're like, fair. Yeah. And yeah. you slowly and organically... Or, or,
0: I mean, like, you know, you ended up crying in my office more than once.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> shit some, went left. Some and family I was, like, things. I had some family drama happening, and I was, like, crying in her literally, office. Literally, it was... I'm going to sit here and cry.
0: And I was like, well, you're going to sit here and cry. I'm going to deal with you because that's what I do. Right. And you start to, I'm going to explain to your supervisor that you're done, done for, for the, the day. day. I'm, done. I'm
1: done. He's like, I'm just going to go tell your supervisor that you, you you're, sit here. You're Here's not the anything. tissues. I'll be back. And from that, from our friendship, I met one of Gidget's friends who's also become part of my squad. Definitely. And then from a, a program that I was involved in, We met our other friend who now lives on the West Coast who we became part of our squad. So you start to meet these people and they start. They shall be D and E. D and E. Until they tell us we can talk about them by (laughs) name. So we start using, so D and E become part of our squad and we start doing things out together. We start having things in common. We start. We start the brunch bunch. We we start having the brunch bunch. We start going to brunch once, you know, once a month. But then we have a group chat and they're the people when you're like, I'm thinking of applying for this job. And they're like pumping you up like, hell yeah, apply for this job. Go for it. We're so excited for you. Or the same people who when you have
0: a shitty interview, you're like, dude, it's cool because you interviewed with three people this week. So it doesn't matter if one of them sucked
1: because you wanted the other job better anyway. Right. Um, They're also the people when you're like looky here my like for me I was having surgery and I was like so my parental can't come here and help me who wants to take care of me (laughs) the mom (laughs) thanks Gidget um and E if you're listening this is thank you um (laughs) you know she will yes she (laughs) will but it's they're the people that take care of you or when you're having a shitty day they're the people that are like checking in on you and saying hey like I'm sorry you had a shitty day feel free to call us and vent they're the people that when you say um so I got
0: really dressed up cute and then my date stood me up and I'm cute and I don't want to go home cool come to my house I
1: got drinks right or they're the people that when you're like I just had a really shitty day you can like okay cool call me let's talk my friend died and I need to get high (laughs) Yeah, no, all right, I'll be there, I'll be there, at, I'll be there at six. You'll be there at noon, and you'll blow your horn in front of my house till I get angry. <laughs>
0: yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 Love thanks for e. that. Um, Love <laughs>
1: you, Or it's when you say, it's nice outside, let's go out, guys. They're, they're your emotional. Let's go to Cancun and not get sunburned. Shut up. Um, they're your crew that when shit goes right, they're there for you. They're your crew that when shit goes wrong, they're there for you they're your crew that will call you out on your shit. And I think that's what differentiates a friend from a squad. A friend, you don't feel comfortable calling them out on their shit. You don't know them that well. Your squad is someone you can say, hey, I love you. And this is coming from a place of love, but you're fucking wrong. Your, your squad,
0: you will say, can I wear this dress with no bra? And they'll tell you, bitch, put on a bra. Yes. Yes, we will. But you know...
1: I could have. No, uh, no, no, no. But it's also like when you say, hey, have, <laughs> I want to have I want to have a conversation on this topic, but I want to make sure, you know, that I'm not offending anyone that you say, okay, I know and, what your intentions are. So let, why don't we yeah, practice that, this that, conversation on me first? That the point is being made in the way
0: that you, so that it, it is received in the way you want the point made. Right. We're going to talk about that. That's going to come up. We're going to talk gonna about, come up.
1: about your it's audience. About your audience. <laughs> but it's also the... They're they're the closest people to you other than I would say your family. Not they... uh, not necessarily. Some people their family sucks. Sorry. Yeah. I mean so, like I let's, mean, let's be real.
0: You you have a great family in a lot of ways. You also have some not great family. Yeah. I have some great family and I have some not great family. Um, unfortunately, you know, there's lots of folks who have mostly not great family. I, I have a few friends like that, and and it's funny because you know, Tish t- t- jokes and calls me mom, but for real. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I, I got some friends that have shitty parents and they come to me for the dumb shit that you'd probably ask your mother for.
1: True, true, true. Um, But I would say they're they're your chosen family. I'd put it like yes. that. They're your chosen family. Yes, and, and, and you may all... not always get along. You may fight sometimes. Oh, they yeah. may get on your nerves. They may blow their horn in front of your house. They may get on just get on your nerves in general and you're like, God damn this bitch. But you always know, it's like, God damn this bitch. But if she called me right now and said, I really need someone here you'd be like all right i'll be there in an hour or yep. i'll be there in 20 minutes and it wouldn't matter so i think having your squad is very important because your squad is also your cheerleaders they're the ones that are going to tell you no go for that promotion make sure you negotiate your salary they're the ones that are going to tell you looky here girl get it together we all know you need a new job That's we're gonna uh, they start sending you interview right? places to apply they're
0: also the people who are going to notice when something's just not right even if you don't think you're ready to talk about it and be mm-hmm. like Girl, you ain't been yourself. What's up? Right. The ones who like, you know, uh, okay, you stopped tweeting. You, 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 I mean, like for real, if if Tish doesn't tweet, like the world's ending. Or what, what did you, oh, the other day when I was like, do we need to call her before you went home? I
1: do not You, you got
0: real, you got real
1: drunk. Oh, I got real drunk accidentally at E's birthday. At E's birthday.
0: I didn't realize how strong her drink was or how much of it she'd had, um, so by the time she got home, she was real messed up. <laughs> it was kind of funny. And the next morning, so our group chats going and we're joking about how um, how he had gotten real drunk, how Tisha gotten hilariously drunk. Um, I wasn't that drunk. You weren't. I was that high. Drunk. Um, but like Tisha's not weighing in. She's not saying shit. I'd sent her a text about. Podcast recording, like no answer. We know she's supposed to be getting up and doing her thing. And I'm like, do we need to call her? Do we need to check on her? Like, she hadn't answered anybody, and it's, like, 9 a.m., like, on a work day. Like, do we need to do we need to check? Like, that's your squad. Your squad are the ones who notice that you went MIA the next right. morning. Your squad is— Oh, and you had the sketchy Uber driver. That, yes, was, the yes, we that was the other reason we were worried. that was the other reason, because I had a really sketchy oh. Uber
1: driver, and I was like, I may get murdered. Here's his address. And the problem with the Uber is then they know where you live. Right. Um, But your squad is also those people that, like, should I die tomorrow— It is Gidget's job to go to my house, sanitize it so my mom thinks I'm an angel, and then call my mom and tell her I'm dead. We all know where the toy drawers are for each other. Right. And I was like, God forbid Gidget dies tomorrow. I'm to come to her house, clean up everything, and then call her mom. (laughs) That's well, I mean, squat. my parents are far enough away you that I got call to them time first. You, you got you' call them
0: first. Yours are t- an Ease.
1: Ease mom lives like in town. Right. So we am um, like, oh, no, we call no, her after. No, but her mom's got a bum knee. It'll take her a little while. will take a little while. But the whole thing is, is that your squad is people that doesn't, they don't judge you. So I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, they might see Whatever these bitches brought it with me like we were together so so. gee the, look at all her toys Oh wait, I picked that one out right and it's like oh look at this scandalous outfit did I buy this for this bitch like wait no did she borrow this from me is this hers this mine this hers? okay but your squad are the people they don't judge you they don't hold things against you they are your chosen family and when you're going through any emotional upheaval good bad left right or indifferent they are there for you. So if I say to my squad, I'm going through a whole season, they're cheerleading me on. They're like, yo, bitch, wear that cute outfit. Don't wear a tank top, just wear a bra, yes. If I'm like, I don't think I can hoe, they're like, all right, well, let's find you a good relationship. What are you looking for? Maybe I know somebody, maybe we don't. Fuck it, let's all just be single together, And we're, hey. we're also
0: the ones who are gonna be like, girl, we don't care how bad you wanna hoe and how good he looks. He got more freaking issues than he, Vogue. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's another topic for another day um we'll we'll tease this one so it's gonna come up you're gonna have to listen because i don't know when it's gonna come up but she was talking to this boy he when when we joke more issues issues than vogue Vogue. oh my god oh my lord and and she kept going but damn he's nice to look at and i'm gonna hope and i'm like
1: no. Yeah, there are
0: people you don't hoe it up with. It um because because no mm, mm-mm. no mm-mm. so like if you'd met him in a bar and had a one night stand and walked away,
1: fine. But he got your number. He knows you. Uh uh-uh, uh 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 uh-uh. So he's not getting it in. No. So that's that's the whole point of a squad, and that's just what I, that was. What was on my mind this week was that through all of the BS that's been going on with a few of our different squad members, Mm -hmm. um, people getting new jobs and moving cross country and, you know, just good things happening, bad things happening. They're the people that are there for you, whether it's big or small. So it may seem small to the outside world, but your squad knows it's a big deal to you. So they're still there for you. And this week, especially for me, my squad has been sort of the backbone to help me get over this hump. Um, Gidget, my friend, Ben, what up? Uh, and E and D they they all have really been there to 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 help me get over this to make you laugh at stupid shit I don't even remember what I said No, you know you said something <laughs> and I thought I was gonna pee on myself I don't even remember what it was I and I was like I needed this thank the lord um so these are the things that that are really important and I would say if you don't have a squad start looking for that squad start looking at the your friends and who from your friend group would you really want to be closer to and start cultivating that? Start going out to dinner with them. Brunch bunch. No, for real.
0: I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to explain our brunch bunch because I feel like it's a thing that people should do. Yes. So, Brunch is a thing, it's a millennial thing, but y'all go out, you're doing it wrong. Go drink at somebody's house, you can day drink all damn day. You can sober up by the time it's time to go home at dinner time or have dinner or go out or do whatever. We have our core group. There's four of us that do our brunch bunch monthly. Mm-hmm. Um except that D moved to the west coast and so then that left just three of us we we've got another friend who's for the most part sort of filled that she's my temporary roomie right now um but we also have a larger friend group that's sort of like semi-squad for various pieces of us mm-hmm. that sometimes will be like let's do brunch with everybody and i've done a few of these now we always end up at my house because i got the biggest dining room mm-hmm. And when we do the big group, you know, the first few times, it was like six or seven of us. We did our, like, big group on the the day after St. Patrick's Day that Sunday. What, did I have, like,
1: 12 people here? We had, like, 12 people. We had, like, 12 people. We had a great time. We had a pretty good time. And sometimes you just wanted to back be the core group because we'll FaceTime with D. We will watch a movie. We'll just get drunk. And no one's wearing a bra and everyone's in sweatpants. And sometimes you're like, actually let's get a little dressed up. Let's make some fancy like wonton wrapper breakfast things. And, and sometimes you're like, I'm making pancakes. I'm buying bacon. I'm buying fruit. Let's eat and watch, you know, Deadpool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and, and so, the great thing though, about occasionally having the bigger one is one, it's a nice time to socialize. It's always just the girls when we do brunch with the exception of, we let my kid eat with us, but then we send him away. Um, cause he's not a girl. Um, <laughs> But it's really nice to have that girlfriend time. It's nice to have that girlfriend time with just your core squad. It's nice to have that girlfriend time with more people, though. And you kind of get to know some of your friends better. People who might have been acquaintances can become friends that way. Right. You know, some folks that were acquaintances of... Tish and D and E have, like, become friends because, you know, they've gotten to know them. They were friends of mine that, you you know, everybody's gotten to know from from doing the bigger things. Um, It's nice to kind of realize, though,
1: like that you have that network of people. Right. And that network of people then through circumstances like uh, Gidget's temporary roommate is um, is was her friend that is now one of our friends and we are all going to cancun for a week so through them you may get core pieces of your squad that become your friends like one like i said one of my other friends who lives on the west coast his current girlfriend i was like just so you know i've been friends with you for 10 years but if y'all ever break up i get her And I was like, so she's now part of the squad. So you can't ever break up. So whatever. (laughs) make it Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and you become, you know, so my temporary roomie didn't really have much of a squad. And, you know, now she does. And she recently had a family death that hit her pretty hard. And she had people here for her that she wouldn't have had if she hadn't gotten to to know my
1: squad and gotten, you know, close with you guys. But I will I will caution a warning. Know the difference between your friend and your squad. Because sometimes the lines can blur, but you really need it, your core squad because when shit goes left, it's your squad that has your back. Yeah. But it's also your squad that's going to call you out on your shit in a loving way and still have your back. Because I can call you out and say, girl, you wrong, but we still going to whoop this bitch's ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's great to have people who will call you on your shit or
0: who when you don't know if your shit is your shit or not, like. Oh, no, if I, like, I do it all the time I, in the group chat to be am like, I being am
1: like, I being extra or is this wrong? And the people will be like, no, girl, you tripping. And be Like, OK, it is just me. All yeah. right. I'll work sometimes on that. Sometimes it is
0: just you. I mean, <laughs> it sometimes, it's sometimes, sometimes it is just you. Sometimes it's just
1: you. <laughs> and sometimes you're like, am I being extra? And everyone's just like, no, this is some fucked up shit. And sometimes
0: you yell at your squad because they honk in front of your house. Whatever. And then you're like, dude, I've had a week. And they're like, it's cool. Get in the car. Here's the vape yeah so so i did kind of yell
1: at her you did (laughs) um but it's all about knowing who your squad is appreciating your squad and it's all about really leaning on your squad and having them be able to lean on you so get your squad together lean on them and really appreciate them because not everyone has one and when you have a good one keep it
0: go fuck yourself
1: So this week in our Go Fuck Yourselves, mine is going to be really short. You have one? I did have one. Okay. So mine's going to be pretty short, so I'll go first. My Go Fuck Yourself is to Uber and Lyft drivers who say they're here when they're a block away. Bitch, I paid for you to come. I paid. Operative word. I paid for you to come to me in front of me. So you would know you where you should be when you say you are here in front of me it's really not that hard it's not that hard and they do it all the time so they're they're
0: across the street on the other side of the intersection and i'm like
1: motherfucker i'm not gonna cross like eight lanes of traffic to get to you no i pay for you to be in front you know how long it takes to get across right and then they want to be like oh you just crossed the street or you could drive to where i'm at as i paid you to do so that's my go fuck yourself like if i'm paying you for this service the service is you pick me up in front of this area it's not a bus stop where i gotta congregate with the other people i'm paying for you to pick me up in front of me so when you say you are here you know where you should be here bitch that's it that's all i have
0: so my go fuck yourself is gonna in a way tie into this because i'm going to talk about pay um new study out not new information but just another study on things we already know the u.s uh ceo to worker pay ratio has risen to 339 to one on average. So for every dollar you're making on average, the CEO is making 331, um, with a max capping out somewhere around about 5,000 to one. Let me just say, I don't know any CEO who is 350 times smarter, harder working, or more deserving of a livable wage than his average employee like the average employees are probably working harder in most cases no one has maybe that. They're th- not smarter maybe they're not as educated maybe they didn't you know they're not as I don't know
1: I don't but know thing, but you're not that, not no that one is. Yeah, no, no one is that fucking educated then, that no one, one is will- 400 times better you're right. not 400 times better. You're not. And not only that, but we were talking about what kind of education, because the average worker that I know has more street education than the average CEO. And there's definitely a different skill set. So maybe you work on an assembly line and you fix
0: the damn machinery. You know, the CEO can't get in there and fix that shit. And guess what? If it's broken, they call you, you don't
1: run, right? You can't do anything. If, if your machine breaks, you do nothing. You do nothing. So the CEO should not be getting paid that fucking much more. Sure, they should get paid more.
0: Fine, they're the boss. It, it's a thing. It's the hierarchy of how business works. I'm fine with you getting paid more. I'm fine with you know like this like general idea of corporate control. Well, no, I'm not. But I mean, like I get okay. I don't expect you to get paid less. I expect the boss to get paid more. Not four hundred and something
1: and then we're not 5,000 times more average workers so we're not including women who get paid less we're not talking women of color who get paid less we're not talking trans women who barely get paid at all so part time
0: workers who barely make anything we're not talking
1: any of those things we're talking the average full-time worker to the average ceo
0: yeah and i mean the fact that it's average means there's some that are lower but you don't have to be a whole lot lower to be like yeah um there is a country, it's in Scandinavia, I can't remember if it's like Sweden, Norway, one of those, somewhere over there, that actually has uh, legislation. I think it's 23 to 1 is where their CEO to worker is capped, <laughs> like there's actually a cap. Um Somebody will look this up and they'll correct me because I'm probably like way off. It's it's somewhere across the pond and it's a cap and I'm almost positive the cap's 23 to 1. Um, but I think that's like really, really, really fucking awesome.
1: And that makes sense. You're making more because you're the boss, but you're not making so much more that it's it's a ridiculous staff. That you have workers who
0: work full time jobs and have food stamps and can't afford rent.
1: You mean like Amazon and Walmart? Mm, yeah, yeah. Just saying. Yeah.
0: Um, So that's my go fuck yourself. Go
1: fuck yourself to CEOs who are making 400 times more than their workers. So that's our show this week, y'all. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, call your therapist, take your meds, and pay black women. And I got nothing to say today. I'm done. We're done. We're done. Bye, y'all. Bye.